0: get ready for the world's greatest arsenal podcast welcome to another podcast by guns and yellow ribbons
1: enjoy the show Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, Different background. I'm not quite in Europe yet. Some of us are, well, the other two are definitely in Europe and uh, Trevor's en route. He will be here shortly. Uh, We're going to look back at a couple of victories that we've had this uh, this last week and we're going to look ahead to our European tour and quite a big a big, big week in football for Arsenal Football Club. Back in European football, away to Lons and then an opportunity to capitalise, hopefully, against Manchester City, uh, who are without a few players. Alex, um, you want this done in an hour?
2: You know it never happens. It never does. But uh, I know Trev's not here yet, so maybe we'll get it done in an hour.
1: We might be finished in 10 minutes, but I've not the front door rings yet. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, and um, I sent, I sent uh, my, my boy out to, re, uh, to recce the accommodations. I've got standards. Uh, Dan, is it, is it up my to the boy. standards?
3: <laughs> he's, uh, he's giving me cute nicknames nowadays, Alex. I'm getting a bit worried. But um, <laughs> yes, it's, um, it's very much up to your standards. Ferg. So there's lots and lots of stairs, even more than PSV. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine.
1: Uh, yeah, there, there, there was a bit of chat in the WhatsApp group about uh, the number of stairs and so on, but I maintain I'm okay going up the stairs. It was going down them, and it was slippery and hot and everything else. In, in well, they, they,
3: there was a bit of an admission in there as well, folks. don't forget. Let's, let's make that live. You were, for the first time, admitted that you were drunk, and that's why you fell down the I stairs at PSV. I didn't say I was drunk at PSV. Nothing
1: PSV. <laughs> oh, listen, there's, boys.
3: There's more stairs here than PSV, trust me.
1: There is. Uh, hello to everyone in the chat. The chat's gonna be a little bit quieter today, guys. Uh, we'll be in and out of it as I bring up some things that w- I'm literally on my laptop. Um, and it's, um, it's all on one screen here. I don't have the multiple screens and the, and the joys of it. Because if you like what we do, follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to wear, Guns and mit- uh, Ribbons, and Guns and the Yellow Ribbons on everywhere else. Uh, like, follow, or subscribe, what we do. Um, we're up to 936 of you on um, YouTube now. We'd love a few more. Um, guys, uh, midweek um, there was um, the League Cup game, and we played Brentford away. There was no UK coverage in, t- uh, in in the UK, but you two guys are over in Europe, so you probably got to see the game far easier than us. Um, Dan, you were in Turkey, and you, as always, were in Copenhagen in Denmark. Um, you know, we we, we, we beat uh, Brentford um, in the third round, one nil. Back into the, the the tie against West Ham on November the first, um, uh, seven thirty kickoff. Bit of a change in lineup. Let's have a look at the, the change in lineup. And and to be honest, we're not going to spend a huge amount of time on this because there are other things to to talk about. So because we we want to go through the, the fixtures that we got in October. So the lineup that we had was Ramsdale, Tomiyasu. Um, let me just get rid of that off there. Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, Kibior, Jorginho, Havertz, Smith, Rogate first start of the season, Nelson also, um, and a debut, number 71, great number, Sago Junior and Eddie Nketiah. Um, first of all, Dan, I know you were overseas, um, did you get to see the game?
3: Oh, absolutely. Don't don't be silly, Ferg, don't be silly, of course I got to see the game. I uh... I was moaning at all of the wedding party for the whole week that I had to miss being there, but um, there was no way I was going to miss watching it live. I uh, I met them all directly after the game to go out clubbing, but uh, did did definitely catch the game. First, were was. Uh,
1: you got all the names right there. Are you okay? I did. I did. I've only had one beer. See, I'm I'm I'm, I'm keeping myself back for for tomorrow night in London. Yeah, so, she yeah. got
3: the lineup right, but um, go yeah, got to see her. Well, I was going to say that was a, a name that sort of popped out um, unexpectedly when I was watching. He, he's not a player that I've heard too much about. I've seen him a little bit, I think, in like the under-21s, wherever it was. He had a few assists against, against Man United, but I've not seen too much of him. Um, I actually thought he, he, he fit in quite well up until the last half an hour of the game, really.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, what did you make of his, his performance, Sego Jr. in particular? And then we'll talk about Smith-Rowe and, and Nelson, uh, Alex.
2: Yeah, I think uh, like Dan said, it did well, especially in the first half. I think you ran, ran a bit out of gas in the second half. Uh, of course, the intensity is a bit bit different when you go to Premier League level, and I think Brentford they fielded a quite a strong starting eleven. So I think we did really, really well in that game. Uh, when we look at our lineup, because there's some good players, but it's the, the fact when you change a lot of players and they played together for the first time, I think I think we did very well.
1: Mm. Um. It was a bright first start for us. Nelson and Smithrow. Um. Um. Uh, uh, uh. Both were very, very bright in the first half. Uh. Nelson, after eight minutes, scores the first goal. as one nil, and we dominated that first half. Um. Alex. Um. And you know, Brentford didn't really offer much of a challenge, but it was a very much a different game in the second half, didn't you think?
2: Yeah, I think we did well controlling in the first half, especially with Jorginho in the midfield. He was he was um, phenomenal um, and it was really good seeing Smith-Rowe again. I think he looked bright, as you said, um, had some good moments. Um, but yeah, it changed a bit in the second half. Um, I think we wore a bit out uh, and they they started to get a bit more more chances in the second half. Um, but we had Ramsdale in goal and he pulled off some some good saves.
1: Yeah, there was one in particular that he pushed over the bar, which was uh the uh, yeah it or Visa? And, I don't I never know if it's and he turned team.
2: around to the crowd straight away. <laughs> he does love it. And and, and as that's he what does do
1: like, that's why I do like him. Um yeah. Dan, um Tommy Asu played centre back. I thought for me, uh Tommy Tommy in that game, and I think the, the club gave it to him as, as player of the match, I thought he was he was absolutely solid, outstanding. He looked back to the Tommy we saw what, two seasons ago?
3: Yeah, to be, to be honest, I thought we were quite solid as a team. Um, we rode our luck, but it's another clean sheet away from home, and and it just shows that the, the way we set up away from home doesn't matter who plays. You know, we had quite a few changes in in that game, and against a very very good Brentford side, who don't lose many at home, and when they do lose, they don't lose by many goals. So it's always going to be a tough game there. So to come out of a clean sheet is uh, is is great. To be honest, we're really pleased with a clean sheet again. Um, but yeah, it's it's a change side. It's a cup game, and at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is getting the result. So through to the next round, some players got rested ahead of ahead of the Bournemouth game, um, and blood in some new youngsters and, and some game time for the squad. So yeah, really pleased to be honest in, in, in all fairness.
1: And looking at the uh, the stats on that, we had 57 percent of the possession. Um, we had only 10 attempts on target th- as on goal against their 18, which shows the domination in the second half. Uh, by Brentford, but we had three each on on target, and uh, you know we capitalised on the ones that we needed to do. And as as was said already, um, Aaron Ramsdale played out out of his socks. Our reward for that is to play West Ham. Um, in the Carabao Cup fourth round, which for many will be a great opportunity for maybe to get an away ticket. I know there's a huge talk about away tickets at the moment, especially with away in Europe uh, tomorrow night and, and in a couple of weeks in Seville and later in December, uh, we, we go over to Eindhoven. Um, Dan, uh, 6,000, they reckon, should be the allocation for, um, for, for the West Ham game. I know it's a London game, but it's going to be midweek. It's going to be just like six weeks before Christmas. Surely it will drop down to season ticket holders and possibly even silvers and reds?
3: I think it will drop quite low, but um, I'll tell you what, I would be disappointed if if those fans don't take up the opportunity after all the noise that's going on around the club. Um, I think everyone can agree that that ticket outing is what we want to get rid of. Um, but what we don't want to get rid of is, is the loyal fans that have been going for years and years and years um, through thick and thin and you know as as I said before that there were videos of young kids dancing celebrating at Bournemouth on the weekend and and if they're starting to restrict families from passing it to people with the same surname um that for me is a shame because we're going to end up you know not bringing through this this younger generation of fans that enjoy days such as Bournemouth um on the weekend and ultimately it's going to fall into the hands of of, of day trippers, and, and rather than than fans that will follow, you know, through thick and thin. So, a um, bit of a shame. I think the club's going through a period where they're obviously trying to to solve a problem, um, but I think by solving the problem, they're going about it the wrong
1: way, which um, which is a shame. I, th- I think ultimately, it is it, 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 it will achieve what they're trying to achieve. You know that listen uh, we all benefit and we've got a network of friends and you know we, we've got good friends that help us out sometimes for tickets here and there <clears throat> but you know when when given the opportunity to buy them uh we buy them um directly from the club and face value and that's what we would encourage all at all stages that there's no like touting and overpriced and stuff like that but you know there are some people that Go, you know, very few games a year, but yet again have maximum points and pick cherry pick the the the, uh, the games. Good luck to them. They've done the they've done the hard uh, the hard yards when nobody would turn up at a wet Wednesday in Wickham and Huddersfield away midweek and stuff like that. You know, and it takes, regardless of what people talk about points and cartels or whatever you want, it still takes some bloody commitment to travel. From one end of the country, at one end of the continent, to the other end of the continent to go to a game. Dan, you're a perfect example. OK, I've, I've travelled up and down the country. I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I've got a company car, fueled and everything else that does help. Just tell people about your trip uh, to to, um, to Bournemouth.
3: Yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a long, long trip. Um, obviously, I've been away throughout the week, um, visiting friends abroad that had a wedding, um, their wedding finished 1.00 AM Saturday morning. And obviously knowing that it was a 3.00 PM kickoff on a Saturday, uh, my first thought was how am I going to get home? So I booked a, a flight very early in the morning, which meant leaving at 3.30 AM. So I had about an hour's sleep after quite a lot of drinks, um, did not feel good oh. on that, on that trip. Um, and obviously landing in Luton, I think it was 9.40. And then obviously met by the fact that it's train strikes and no trains to Bournemouth. So ended up getting the taxi from Luton all the way down to Bournemouth, um, which was, yeah. How expensive quite, was that? It was 185 quid to get there um, in terms of Ooh. area. Hello. <laughs> tweedled, tweedled, you know. <laughs>
1: uh, um, the, last so, yeah. the last time this was in, in St. Kellen. God, on. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've done your, yeah. your cab journey like 100 and how much was it? 185 quid for the cab,
3: but let me tell you, that away end worth absolutely every penny of it. Not going to lie, it looked amazing. I was shattered. I've barely slept. In the slept, sun as well, but worth everything.
1: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant <laughs> um, away day. So after after Brentford, we were now eight games in the league unbeaten in all competitions. Three o'clock kickoff down by the seaside. Arteta and Ariola um, both come from now here. I'm going to struggle with bloody words. What's that there then? Is that one or Don't tell him, don't tell him. From the Basque region of, of Spain, they, came, they were like five five, ten miles away from each other. Um, you know, the, Arteta said there was something in the, in, in the food that made such good players that came out of that region. There's many other players as well, Alex. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on, on the quality of players from out of the Basque region?
2: Well, um, Athletic Bilbao and... In- uh, they're known to only play players from the best country oh. and they're doing quite well. So obviously they've got some talent in the region. Um and they've got many good players coming out there um from there. So uh the one I'm I'm thinking of is Javi Martinez who went to Bayern Munich. I remember he was a good talent. Um but yeah, they've 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 got a special thing for football there, and um they're very loyal there to their team and All the players are very loyal as well. They usually stay there for a long time. Uh, Most people stay there for their entire career at at Athletic Bilbao. So um, they've got a special thing with football there. Mm.
1: Look, Bournemouth, ahead of the Bournemouth game. Uh, Let me get rid of that banner off there. It helps for certain things. So uh, 14 games head-to-head, Arsenal have won 10 and Bournemouth had only won one. Uh, yeah, 11, like... God, you're oh, even looking the same screen. God. I'm dyslexic, you know. I don't, did, did I explain that to you before?
0: Why did I come here?
2: <laughs> and oh, here draw. we go.
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, let's get rid of that. Oh, man. He, oh. he, he was, I was doing all right. Um, <laughs> he wasn't, so, Trev.
3: He was doing shocking until you got here. Well done for sorting well, him out.
2: I believe you're you. You're making Dan. him nervous, Trev.
1: The, well, yeah, he's, he's bloody close, bloody close. Last time was this close, to, well, it was Chelsea away and I, I was battered black black and blue. Ten, ten Premier League uh, games without a win, drawn uh, three and lost six. That was Bournemouth's record and looking uh, to look for three uh, opening away uh, wins for the first time since 2004, 2005 and 13-14 season. We had uh, lots of injuries in the squad. Um, and there was a lot of talk about five or six players uh, being missing. Trev, what did you make of the lineup here? We had Ramsdale, Tommy Assen, yeah. White, Gabrielle. That's Keeble the wrong one.
2: one. That was that's the, uh, the wrong one.
1: Brentford one.
0: I just about to say yeah. that.
1: Anyway. Uh, I haven't got it. So, what did you make of the lineup?
0: Just looking at his... <laughs> what, is that a few? On your computer? <laughs> no, that's, that's your nasal. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, a I, ago, I, I, I was just about to say, though, that you look like you've been uh, studying and getting all the stats ready, and then you go and mess up the lineup, mate. I was supposed to I'll give you a good
2: He got the uh, first one right.
0: That's, that's I've great. got to say, right, that I, I I must say that I feel sorry for Ramsdale because I, I don't think we'd have lost any of the games that Ray has played in. Ray has done nothing wrong. So this, I'm not having to go at Ray here, but I feel I real, really do feel sorry for Ramsdale because Ramsdale's made us the team we are, and um yeah, so I had to get that off my chest. But again, the, the the side on the day when I looked at it, you think to yourself, right? Yeah, the forward line do we, is a forward line gonna gonna do it for us again. But at the end of the day, we were never gonna lose to Bournemouth, I don't think. Bournemouth for a poor side at the moment, and uh, we played exceptionally well. And a credit to Dan and the other fans. I don't know if you spoke about it before I got in. Not but yet, mate. The, no, the fans were exceptional. Our fans were were worthy of a goal, I think, at Bournemouth. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we were never going to lose. Yeah. I think it was a comfortable win that I Are you surprised, Trev,
3: that Reyes actually started that game?
0: Uh, do you want me to be honest, then? I'm surprised that Reyes starts every game because I'm still looking for a reason for, our, for, for Ramsdale not to play. And I, I can't find one. I thought that when Ramsdale played in midweek against... Um, um, in, in the League Cup game at Brentford. I thought he was outstanding. I, he really was outstanding. And his distribution was no worse than Reyes. So I, I can't get my head around it. But at the end of the day, as I said before, Arteta is our manager. So we support the team and we support whoever goes on the field. But um, I'm surprised that Reyes got in, in front of our. We, we know that Ramsdale so I don't think Ramsdale done a lot wrong, but come on, Raya, if you're gonna play, keep doing what you're doing, mate. Well there
1: was a big talk, Dan, about um the distribution, how much better his distribution was What's that? In, in um that's, that that's somebody else's computer. Is it? Yeah. This oh. is what your computer does all the time. I'm um, Oh yeah, right, okay. So yeah, that's somebody getting the notification. Oh. They don't turn their notifications
0: oh. off. Exactly what you do to me. That you know, noise normally makes that noise on my computer. It, that's the one, yeah. But I don't <laughs> ever yeah it. Yeah, but it can't be me because the noise is still happening. It no. must be Dan or Alex. Yeah, I think it's Dan's. Is it Dan's? Yeah, oh, see, it's Dan's. Yeah, Dan, yeah. it's your fault. <laughs>
3: I'll tell you what. I'm glad I did it because uh, I start watching me and Granddad at her laptop. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Dan, how old are you tomorrow, mate?
3: Tomorrow, I'm 25, and uh, it's not tomorrow. It's the uh, wait. What? No, it Monday, Wednesday Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. I'll be I'll be 21 for anyone watching. Are you serious? You no, mean no, I'm coming
0: all the way day. out to London for your oh. birthday, and it's not even your birthday? What's the oh. next day? That's disgraceful. Oh, you, you have, have to stay another day. Another
3: you have to stay another day.
1: It's no good. Oh, he's got to get he's getting an E seventeen song out in a minute, isn't it? You stay another day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, That's we weren't idea, expecting Saka Rice, Trossard, Martinelli, Saliba, and and Vieira. There was doubts all over those, but Saka Rice and Saliba all started. Um, first half, we started really strong. Havertz came close, hitting the side netting uh, early on. And then uh, Saka um, scored a fantastic goal. Um, but uh, it was all made by Gabriel Jesus. Alex, thoughts on, on the goal and, and how Jesus was, ran after the ball right to the last minute?
2: Yeah, it was um, how, how we like to build build it up uh, in our attack. got out to Saka and then he um, he cuts inside, and then he instead of he him shooting, he lops it to the far post. And um, that's why we have Jesus on the left and Havertz. They overloaded the the, the far post, and um, Jesus just about got to, to the ball before it went out of play. And uh, he, he hit the post, and then Saka, he followed up on the play, and um, he was in the, the perfect position to just... He couldn't miss from there. Um, he nod, nodded it in with his head, so... It was deserved. We we uh, controlled the game really well in the first half, and Bournemouth never really looked dangerous or anything. Um, I think that's some yeah. of the some of the differences to to uh, to this season. I think we're better at controlling the game, especially away. We did it well last last season as well away, but I think we've become even better, and especially with Declan Rice in midfield, um, mm. we just uh, played it perfectly. The game against Bournemouth.
1: Um, Dan, the, the 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 half ticked along really nicely. The most, the biggest highlight for that is, um, uh, past uh, Saka's goal for me until the next goal that goes in at, at forty one minutes um, was the fans. The fans just um, made so much noise, I know Trev alluded it to earlier on. But they were singing and singing and singing. Whether it was the the Odegaard song,
0: um, yeah. later
1: we'll talk about the Havoc song. But yeah. Mikel Arteta, it, it was absolutely brilliant. It's only a small ground. I think it's about eleven thousand, twelve thousand. Yeah, uh, that Yeah, seventeen hundred yeah. Arsenal fans and the song from from uh, dawn till dusk. Uh, Odegaard uh, gets um, well. Um, Eddie gets taken down for a uh, penalty. Never a penalty. Did you actually? Okay, what?
0: You don't think it was a penalty? Never a penalty. That was a stone wall penalty. In, in in the olden days, it was never a penalty. In the modern game, it's a penalty, and it does my head in, because Eddie stuck a leg out and bought the challenge, didn't he? No, That's a... this, 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 The second one was a penalty, because he absolutely... How that bloke had the cheek to stand up and I say, start, look, at and it, say look at that, because he absolutely laced Odegaard. But the first one, it was it was a striker's penalty.
3: It was well bought by. It, by I, him. I, I think there's no, another one. of
0: Would you? I
1: I thought I I thought it was a penalty. I thought he went across and 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 took out Eddie. I you know there
2: was no. He didn't get, get any of the ball. He didn't touch the ball.
3: Yeah. and Eddie. It's he, one of those ones that running ball. at running at high speed that you get clipped and you, and you go down and it's, it's it's a penalty. You know if you're going at that speed, it knocks you off your feet. And Eddie's got the ball first. The other the defender hasn't touched the ball. He's just taking the man and. Yeah, I, I think Eddie's good at that. You know, he he did that against um against Palace as well with a keeper and he's nicked it ahead of him and, and got the penalty so there. The
0: penalty then. What Jenny's foot goes to the right. It's a it's foul though, yeah, isn't it? I, mean, it's a foul. I think it was uh it was it it was a it was a penalty in today's game all day long, but it wasn't like a a heavy bad challenge.
1: Now, there's a question in the chat here, and because we will get onto the habits one in a second, and and Matt says, Jens, can we discuss Odegaard's and Havertz penalty kicks? their uh, their approach to suffer uh, the shut, um, stutter, stop crap, is driving me mad. Um, is that me or is that the penalties? I don't know which, but you know, <laughs> it could be it could be both. You know, um, it's probably well, you though. It's probably, yeah. It is probably me. In fairness, it's probably me. But look, um, Odegaard st- uh took his penalty. He he does this sort of style." Uh, and and it to a, a, a lesser degree, they they stand back and they take like this you know, type of step up, wait to see what the the uh, keeper moves, and then he took a nice low into the bottom left corner. There's no no problem with that. That's just really just testing out the keeper to see what the the nerve of the keeper is. If the keeper's going to get too nervous and go right, okay, sorry, I'm going left.
3: I think it's good technique to be honest with you. I mean. At the end of the day they're slowing down i mean the rule is now you can't stop right so you have to keep moving but you can slow down and the closer you get to the ball if you're then within sort of a striking length of the ball the keeper has to make a decision to dive and if he doesn't dive until the the penalty struck he's never going to get there so if you put it in the corner and he's not he's not dived yet then it's going to be a goal all day long so either has to gamble um or try and wait and hope that the penalty is not in the corner so yeah, for me, I think it's just it's just good technique. Um it's am not it's really sure difficult about to the, do
2: as well. Yeah, it's, I'm
3: not sure about the step that Jorginho does, maybe, but even then that, that puts the keeper off and it's just I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, it,
0: it's one of them techniques whereas as long as they keep scoring them, it's fine, we love it, right? But as soon as one of them does that and misses, it's like, Will you just put your foot through the ball? You know. So yeah, as long as it's, they yeah. keep scoring them, I don't care. But as soon as one misses one, we're gonna we're gonna be moaning them. You know what I mean, so yeah. But if they keep scoring, that's it. They'll do for me. My beard looks good. Yeah, nice. it's it's a difficult te- technique to execute he's with yeah. Yeah, he's, he's with eyes yeah. on
2: the keeper instead of eyes on the ball. Sorry, Alex, yeah. you're gonna get a serious
0: conversation out of him. today. I don't think so. He's 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 just driven between. It's now a now, tough right. one today, <laughs> the especially the after Trevor arrives. The weather's been horrendous driving down here. Heavy rain. Now, all
2: now he's talking about the weather on last podcast,
0: but. You watched well, watch <laughs> you just watch yourself. Um, what was I gonna say now? Oh, I can't fucking remember
1: <laughs> and he's swearing. Look, there was five added minutes in that half, and then we went into the second uh second half, but no main che- uh, no changes. But Arsenal came out of the blocks uh fast. And for Christie, the foul that you're talking about, uh, fouled Odegaard, clear penalty. Um and what was really nice was the whole surrounding of that penalty. So I think Gabriel Jesus was lined up to take the penalty, and that would have been the one who took it. Um, there's one of the guys now in, in one of our WhatsApp chat groups who claims that it was him shouting to Saka, "Let Havertz take it." And he's gonna, he's gonna, Kieran's gonna take the claim that it was him, and and we'll we'll give him that. But Odegaard spoke with Jesus, and Jesus agreed that uh, Havertz should take the penalty. And again, the crowd, uh, the away fans were behind him and you could hear them go, go on, go on, go on, sort of thing. But I think all of them, including myself and yourself, uh, Trev must have been
0: thinking, for Christ's sake, please let him score. The, yeah. The pressure on the yeah, planet. There was massive pressure there, Ferg. You're right. I, I was sitting there watching it on the telly think, thinking, please, please. But actually I wasn't. I was listening to it on the radio. Please, please put it away. Please put it away because this is going to be awful if you miss. And he did. So let's hope it has the desired effect. I listened there was an ex-pro on some kind of social media today and saying that um, um, there's no way that they should have give it to Havertz. The penalty taker is the penalty taker. Lineker and uh, Shearer alluded to it on Match of the Day um, Saturday night that yeah they wouldn't have give it to him. You know, let him get on with it. It just goes to show why them people didn't make good coaches, doesn't it? And why Arteta has, you know, because obviously those those players made that decision on the field. But yet they have to feel empowered to make those decisions on the field, and that's where a good coach comes in. And all, all credit to me, all works out, didn't it? Eh? it did,
2: it did. Alex, thoughts on and, it? Yeah, I've I've seen the same clip uh, that Trevor was talking about that Havertz should never have taken that penalty. I think we have to look at Havertz as well. He's a good penalty taker. He scored sixteen out of seventeen in his career, and he scored three the last season for Chelsea. So it's not like he's never taken a penalty in his life before. Um so he, he's a very good penalty taker. Um and I was so nervous when he stepped up. I felt like it was his Arsenal career that was on the line. Um of to course me, it wasn't, but it just felt like if he's not gonna score here, he's never gonna succeed. But to be honest, it, it probably not necessarily his Arsenal career, but definitely
1: among yeah, the, the, the the social media. It would have been it would have been would difficult
2: have been, to come back from, from a penalty miss, but Um, He scored and that's such a huge confidence boost. I I really thought I could see the relief sort of going out of him uh, when he ran towards the fans and you could hear the fans cheering louder and Declan Rice was encouraging the fans to cheer even even louder when he scored and you could just see the the relief on his face. Um, And yeah, I think even after he scored in the game, he played sort of more freely Um, and yeah, I just hope we get a an even better version of, of habits from now on. Yeah, I'm, hope, I'm
1: hoping so. And I think playing them for the full 90 minutes was another good thing, not taking them off too early. Uh, the uh, 68 minutes, we, uh, Eddie came off for Nelson and uh, Zinny came off for Tomiyasu. Uh, by 70 minutes, the Arsenal away support were doing the Olays. Now, is that a little bit too early, Dan, for you to be doing the, the Olays? Granted that... Um, he
2: started it. Dan started the Olays. How did you, you
1: just take the last look?
0: <laughs>
1: order, order me a kebab, please.
2: <laughs> That's not
1: cool um, It's his computer. <laughs> uh, all, everything else on mute <laughs> by about you. Um, where was I? Um, yeah, all A's. Was it too early for all A's?
3: You two. You all, two are totally unprofessional. Cannot were, we're I cannot A's believe what asleep. you two are doing on this podcast.
0: We could have been laying after about twenty-five minutes. For, come on, we could. It was we insane. should have been. We should been. Arsenal were were playing very well, and Bournemouth didn't have any answers. So yeah, I I think that uh, I was I was very pleased with the performance. Yeah, it was Bournemouth. Yeah, I've already said Bournemouth ain't brilliant, but I was very pleased with the effort from the boys.
3: Let me tell um, you, their uh, their chances died when their drums stopped drumming. And they had their little drum going for about ten minutes, and then they gave up when they couldn't uh, couldn't outdo the Arsenal fans, and uh, we just stepped it up even more setting off. And I think from from the fifty or fifty odd minute onwards, my vocal calls took a battering, as I think everyone else's did. And um, how, how yeah, tempted were you to come in
2: that DJ booth that they got up
3: there and just take it over and go? I <laughs> I I was more tempted <laughs> to jump on the pitch. How close I was. There's um probably about one or two metres from the pitch and just, yeah, touching distance to the players and, yeah, could have just jumped on and done a waka-waka on there, I think. <laughs>
1: um, 73 minutes in, has taken off. But, you know, just before that, again, he's taken down. He's absolutely uh, uh, slain in half by uh, Kurza, which was, is I think, is it uh, Miloš Kurza, um, the, the the Bournemouth player. Kokus. Um, uh, Kirkus, yeah, see, I couldn't get them all right, could I?
2: <laughs> Nearly.
3: Just, just before you continue on there, right, just a, a yes or no answer from each of you. At that point, do you think a bit earlier, do you think Saka should have been taken off?
0: Yes, 100%. That,
1: that 3 0 up, there's no need to have him on special with 3 0 up of the two games we're coming next.
0: Yeah, he should have gone off a bit earlier, maybe. Yeah, I agree. But he's our superstar, I love him. Kirkus sounds a bit like kebab. It does. Are you hungry? <laughs> I'm, sorry. Are you? I was, I was I'm just going to dinner for you as well. Yeah, well, I was going to stop on the way down, but the traffic meant I was late, didn't you? I had to get here and sit next to you. Hey, I'll get your kebab shortly. <laughs> I'm,
1: some I'm interested because
3: in I, I had that conversation with a fan sitting next to me and they were saying, oh, "I should be coming off, should be coming off. Maybe it's just me then, but I, I'm quite glad that he stayed on because I think... One, to, to succeed at the top level, you need to play week in, week out, like the top players do, like Messi's, like Ronaldo's. But you need to get used to being able to, to get kicked and deal with it and carry on. And, and you know, this isn't a case of maybe he's got a tight hamstring and you're risking him or something like that. It's it's whatever game he plays, he's going to get kicked. And he does need to be able to deal with those kicks. Um, I'd like to see him play as many minutes as possible, because I think that if you really want to get him to the, the best of his potential, at the top, top level, he needs to play all the time. The problem is, when he comes off, we've also got a massive drop off in, the, in the level behind him, right? So we don't really have someone that can come in and just and just take his place. So well, when he's losing a loop, lot, it, it doesn't really matter. We don't games can, games can change at Premier. I think don't underestimate yeah. a Premier League team. Uh, I, for me, for me, your your best player stays on the pitch unless you're saying he's got a risk of, of injury.
2: But if you have to team... think of game management. We we've got three games a week. We can't play. Like Saka, full time every game. Uh, when it's a cup game as well, or or when we've uh, got big leads against uh, some of the like lesser good opponents in Premier League, we have to manage our players as well. Don't he's get me wrong. mind no, uh, games. He's featured no mind games this, this 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 season. You know, eighty six game. games in a row. It's not like I mean, he has he is playing every single game.
0: Yeah, but you see, the thing is, boys, right? The thing is, and it has to be said, this right it has to be said. Saka is our main goal scorer. We had an easy win against Bournemouth, right? Never looked like losing the game. But once again, our strikers didn't score a goal, you know? So is it in is it in Arteta's head that, in fact, Saka is our main goal scorer? Saka is our biggest threat. So he's going to spend more time on the field because that's where the goals are coming from, you know?
2: I get it when we need a goal, but when we're 3-0 up, it's not like we need more goals. Like, nelson coming on would be fine for Saka at three nil when there's 20 minutes left. I, I'll With give an example. I
0: mean, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, we, we, no, we scored straight. In off. that game, don't forget, you had you had Jesus that
3: that has been injured, so I can understand why he would potentially be one that comes off. Rice had a knock; I can see why he'd come off. You know, anyone on the left, Jesus that plays on the left as well. Again, because of the injuries to trossards and, and Martin and that, I could see why other players would come off ahead of him because they've already got knocks. And this is what I'm saying, that if, if Saka's already got a knock or he's got a tight hamstring or something or he's fatigued, fine, take him off. But if there's nothing wrong with him,
0: well, leave he, him. He had,
1: he had a knock. Uh, he's had a knock in nearly every game this se- this season. People are kicking seven bells out of him. And he did come off early. Um, Was it the North London Derby or in the Brentford game? He came off early.
2: North London Derby and, came, came and, off early. And, and he was a doubt to play as well uh for the bournemouth he wasn't fit enough to to be in the squad for the brentford game they're, they're only done.
3: they're only impact knocks though don't forget they're only they're only impact knocks so it's not like he can't he can't run them off after a couple of days i, th- I think if wherever you play him he is going to get kicked because of how good he is and the way he plays but if yeah. you start yeah. taking him off and not playing him because he get kicked the first thing they're going to do when they play against him is kick him some more and then they'll know yeah. they'll take him off after an hour. I don't think you can give in to that. That's part of football. And you've just got to hope that he gets protected by the refs. Which well, he doesn't. And I know we're going to go into the refs a bit later. But,
2: yeah, for just me... Be so... Like if, like, if he gets, like, a stupid injury in, in the 85th minute when we're winning, like, 4-0, I'd be
0: so... I'd be fuming at Arteta. I yeah. think that um, Saka's general gem- demeanour at the moment seems to be to limp when he walks, doesn't he? Maybe he's that used to having an injury. He just limps anyway. But um... it's like me getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it takes about 10 minutes to get walkers yeah. off. <laughs> no, so
3: nothing's, nothing's that out in the morning,
1: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, Rice uh, was substituted for Jorginho G- and Havertz for Smith-Roll. Great to see smithrow getting back on the pitch he didn't have a a a bad um, uh, cameo as well he came close should have probably done a little bit better yeah oh we did all right he did he did yeah he did did quite well um my concern was uh, with rice that he as soon as he came off he wanted a back support on him and he had picked up that knock in the Northland derby i'm just hoping um that uh, Gareth Southgate is looking at that and going, you know what? I'm not going to pick him for England. And he gets a week off uh, after the Man City game because I just hate these international friendlies. I'm hungry. You're hungry. Oh, Look, the quicker you, you... If you shut up, we can get this finished and you can okay. get food. All right, then. All right? Yep. It's like having Where a Where were we? Where were we? Man of the match in that game. Who would you say your man of the oh, match was? I have no
0: doubt who mine is. Go on, then. Oh, Benny White, again. The lad just every game, he just cruises through every game. And the goal was the icing on the cake. I was over the moon for him. Absolutely over the moon for Benny White scoring that goal. He's our, he's our unnoticed stalwart of the modern team. I, I think the world of him, and I'll be, I'll be over the moon if and when, or when he signs a new contract. He just needs to play solid every week. Not not average solid, good solid, you know. Mm. So pleased for him. Alex, you're your you're player there, man of the match in that game? I hate them
2: uh i'd go with odegaard he was involved in everything in that match and he was involved in like with three of three of the goals as well um so yeah he was he was magical um against bournemouth and for me he he gets the man of the match have you been dreaming all day i have been dreaming all day of a certain number eight he was he was really good and um, (laughs) it helps when you hear that song as well it does uh, Dan,
1: your man of the match for the Bournemouth game?
3: I'm really struggling to pick one. And I think I could talk for hours on why every single player could could have it. Um, I, I think control-wise, Declan Rice was fantastic in that game, as was maybe Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And, and it Can shows be- that you know, four, four goals attacking with
1: blame was brilliant. But we controlled that game so much and defensively it was so solid. And I, I do agree. For me, for me, I'm going to Odegaard too, simply because of his leadership on the pitch as well, the way he managed uh, Havert's situation, the way he managed Jesus, saying, "Look, you're not going to take, a, you're not going to take this penalty," uh, and the way even he took his own penalty and and he just led from the front. He doesn't come across as one of these sort of very uh, vivacious sort of people, outgoing sort of people. But not like me. Either. No, nothing like you. Well, you're hungry. That's why you're just cont- contrary at the minute. What about did you want, by the way? I don't care. Dale wants to know what kebab you want. I think Dale's going to do it by
0: a just eat and send it here. I think I might have a lamb shish. Yeah, yeah, or I
2: might have a barbecue.
0: That's really good. I have everything with cheesy chips.
1: <laughs> right, don't um, need that meat. <laughs> so I'm I'm, I'm going to guard on that basis. But you know what really stood out for me, and this is a video from Harry Simu, friend of the show, um, was the reaction that uh, one how the captain. And made sure that Havertz went in front of the um, the traveling fans to get his appreciation. But just the, the appreciation. <laughs> It was really good to see how how he liked it. The smile on his face. I, f- I think he felt a little bit shy and awkward at one point about it. But it's it's good to show. Um, I think Harry uh, said it uh, when he put that tweet up with that video. That um, it just shows that Arsenal fans do actually support Kai Havertz.
0: And come on, Trev, because I know you. No, I think that uh, you're right, Ferg. For once, it's uh, um, the the look on Havertz's face showed a player that was, that's was that been under stress and under pressure and, and, and has been worried about his game or whatever and not very confident. And what Odegaard does, he did it to the young lad in the League Cup game and then he did it to Havertz um, at the weekend in pushing him forward to take the applause of the crowd. Can't do him any harm whatsoever. Can't do him any harm whatsoever. But I can't get it out of my head. One of the two lads just mentioned Gabriel, right? And I don't know if you boys recall that towards the end of last season, Saliba was doing so no earlier before he got injured. Saliba was doing so well. Um, the the word was that Gabriel either wasn't needed or wasn't up to scratch. You know, I used to sit there thinking, if they think Gabriel's not up to scratch, what player are they watching? What are they seeing? Because I think the bloke's absolutely superb, and I think that this season he does like one of you boys. You said he does deserve a mention. He's he's absolutely dreamy this season, uh, Gabriel and. Working with Saliba, it's just a dream come true at the back for us. And after what we've suffered in the recent past, it's a dream come true to watch them two go about their work. Such a shame that we've lost Timber. But it shows the quality we are, that we've not lost the game and we've lost arguably our best defender. So I think we're in a good place defensively. Some of the stats on the
1: game, Bournemouth had 43%, we had 57 uh, They had one shot on target against our six. Um Totally dominated the game. Alex, I, I think you were going to come back on something on that we said then, and then also you, Dan.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to go back on on Havertz and the fans and sort of, um, do you think like this situation with Havertz and how us fans have supported him, do you think it's a reflection of how far we've come as a fan base? Because when you sort of compare it to when Pepe came in with big price tag, and I felt like back then fans were much quicker to get on like his back compared to to have yeah, do you think right. that's a yeah. valid point or how do you see it
0: yeah no i think you're you're exactly right alex you bit the nail on the head mate what I will say is though when pepe came into the side he came into a side that wasn't performing that wasn't putting in an effort and and wasn't getting results and the fans were of the frame of mind that we were gonna to struggle to get through every game. Um and Pepe came into that side and, and he lifted everybody. He lifted me. He did I thought we've signed this broke seventy two million. He was he's, exciting. He's got, to be, he's got to be a bit of quality here, you know. Um and and then he, he he didn't he didn't do his stuff and the fans were quick to have a moan about him. But I think that wasn't just about Pepe, that was about the bigger picture, it was about the club as a whole, Alex. We just weren't doing yeah. it. We did. He was probably we just like,
2: like a symbol project. of yeah
0: i mean i, I always hark back to it but but it is so relevant a lot of the times the u8 the the europa league cup final in baku was just embarrassing how they just turned off in the second half and that was the side that pepe came into you know about that time and 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 the lad didn't do it and and he came into the wrong side if a player comes in now like Havertz, the fans are on a high because the players are playing really well, so the fans are lifted. People like Dan are going there and, and singing their songs and lifted the fans again. Havertz is going to get a lot longer than Pepe did and he's going to get a lot more support than Pepe did. It, that's just part of the bigger picture. But I hope Havertz comes through. through. I really do. I, I, th- I think if um, if Havertz
1: had missed that penalty and Havertz carried on past the next international break into, in November still not performing, I think you would start to see some of the Pepe-type noises. I think it was just, he's, you know, he's he's broke his duck. Hopefully, now they got his head round things and we start seeing the better side of him. Dan, did you want to follow up on that? And then we'll do the the, the Lons game.
3: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, th- I think Trev's right. I think this is more down to just how we're playing and how we are as a team. If we was in bad times still, I think they would be on his back, just the same as any other player and yep. i think also even in good times if he would miss that penalty you'd have seen all these twitter bots go absolutely mad again and and i think it's just so important to differentiate the difference between these twitter bots and, and the fans that uh, match going fans because the match going fans are frustrated with with certain things at times but in when they're in the stands the majority of the time they're singing and getting behind the boys and um that's the difference between fans in, in real life and, and fans on twitter so I hope I hope it lifts him. Um, yeah. Not just the goal. I don't think the goal is really that important. I think it's more the fact that he's heard the support of the of the fans and he knows that the real fans are behind him.
0: Exactly. Um, and, uh, with, with any player. he so. nailed it, Dan. Absolutely nailed it, mate. Couldn't agree more. Hang on a minute. Are you ordering yourself a kebab as well? I've oh, already eaten. Well, you've ordered another kebab there, haven't you? Them on. and their kebab, Dan. <laughs> I'm getting hungry as well yeah. now. <laughs> no, Dan's exactly right, and um, Havertz will get all the support. I, I fancy him to play well tomorrow in France. I really do. He'll, I'm sure he'll play, and I'm sure the fans will lift him if we can make ourselves heard. Because it is hard to make yourselves heard overseas. That the, the home fans don't stop from start to finish, and they're loud, and you have to sneak in a, in a little lull and get a, get get a bit of noise in, you know. But I'm sure Havertz will play well, I'm, and I'm hoping. So I'm starting to move on to the, tomorrow's game. Yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we, we got. Yeah, sure? yeah, You're all right. look, look, we're here. It's, I never read that. Crap. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so tomorrow night, I'm hoping that Arteta does what he did last, last week, goes in really strong, gets us to three points. By the time, you know, by the time we play four games in this group, I want to be safe. I want to be safe, you know, in a way. So... um. Yeah, let's hope he goes strong. Havertz scores a hat trick and we can all come home happy. I'll sleep in the car on the way and you're driving, by the way. I'm driving there and driving
1: back. Yeah, yeah you'll sleep everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I order his food, everything else. A uh, question in the chat Are we in Lend yet? Um, Dan, you're already there um, and you're doing the recce, uh, and uh, we'll we'll be getting out there tomorrow. So, uh, it's probably huh? Around then? Yes.
0: Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, that's what I said. We're getting that nine o'clock train, aren't we?
1: Uh, no, we're leaving here at seven, so we'll get the ten twenty. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Lons, um, what are you expecting? What do you expect expecting uh, team wise? Hey, you got money. Uh, what are we expecting team wise? Do, do, just uh, said, do
3: Hang on, hang on. What was I just saying going on there?
1: Yeah, t- money. I yeah. just, yeah, I know it's a rare. Pretty so, bad.
3: Okay. And it's only okay, you... be a small one.
1: Look, you've got a guest and you've just taken money off a guest. Uh, I, I haven't, I, I don't mind. You, I'd order right. it anyway. So.
3: Trev, you, of... you give him stick after this.
0: So, yeah. Um, he ain't having none of my kebab. I don't want any of that. We're not getting any, so don't worry <laughs> about <laughs>
1: uh, So, uh, what's your thoughts on lineups? Do we go as strong as we can? Do we do what Trev said, uh, uh, Alex? And do, do we go all out to try and maximize, like, qualified in the first three games four
2: cool. yeah i mean like we we spoke about earlier there's never in any easy games in in Premier league and, and even more so in champions league so we need to to put that first place to bed early um and and get as many points and wins as possible um so yeah we go we go strong tomorrow that doesn't mean we we don't rotate any players because we've got strong players on the bench as well and if Um, if certain players are are coming back from injury and ready, um, which it seems like uh, from the training pictures today, there was only Martinelli and um, Timber missing. So it seems like everyone's getting back from the injury and and fit and ready to play. Um, But I think we have to keep in mind that we have a very important game next weekend as well. Mm. So, um, but I think we should start strong and then manage the game from there. but yeah, I'd go strong.
1: And more question for housekeeping and stuff like that. So, should, should, should it's an eight o'clock kickoff and it's a school night and everything else, should young gooners uh, be staying up late to watch the game? First away Champions League game in seven years.
3: I mean, there's there's only one answer to that. I, I don't know how to, even to swing it. I mean, that's not even a question. I remember just, watching just it checking, as
1: a kid. Just checking because Dale, Dale's had his um. Has his had his facebook hijacked by his son oliver and we just want to make sure oliver stays up and we want to say hello as well Oliver. you're right mate
0: <laughs> hello, oliver.
3: you you um, absolutely have to stay up and watch it oliver and if your dad tells you not to you tell him capo said it's all right you can stay up and watch it exactly uh, what you say to sleep. me
0: go oi 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 <laughs> oliver you can stop till midnight son you stay up till midnight right and watch it all and the bits after it as well and Man on the Match and everything like that. Then come back on next week and tell us what you thought about it, yeah? Enjoy. And not just watch it.
3: I want him, him tuning his dad's ear off with songs, singing it in the background.
1: Uh, Kevin, Kevin is saying deal with one, one, one game at a time. We are, to be honest, Kev, we're trying to deal with four and I'm trying to deal with this guy who's starving, sitting beside me and he's, he's arrived up late. And all he's, all he, he's not actually interested in the podcast at all, he's just interested in this. Kev, I'm now. hungry.
0: Kev, I'm starving, mate. I'm absolutely <laughs> yeah. starving. It is you know right, what? like one game at a time, but we're going to win them all anyway. So.
3: Do you know what? This is the one time I'd caveat that and say I'm I'm not 100% sure, right? In in every other case, I would absolutely say one game at a time. You're all right. It's Champions League and it's so, so important. And, and don't get me wrong, if, 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 if a player is fit, you 100% go as strong, as strong as possible. But this is the one game that I would say if there's any doubts over a player... I would rather be cautious knowing what's coming up on Sunday because Sunday is so, so important. Sunday is the game. If we can take advantage of that and take points off of City, it sets a precedent for our team that that we are now here, we are ready, we are challenging with the best and we are ready to come and win this league title. And to take points off your direct rivals. Years and years ago, Arsenal Man United, the, the game that decided the title was against Arsenal Man United. And we're back to that sort of place now where... I believe last year we lost it. Yes, there's a few injuries and in other, in other circumstances, but we lost both games against City. And if we'd have taken points on City and not lost those games, I honestly believe we'd have still won the league title. So
0: yeah but don't, Rice, Dan, on, sorry, so sorry. important
3: that if they are just slightly slightly a, a doubt, I will just err on the side of caution. But if they're if they're fit, absolutely go strong. Since Champions League, we want to get all the way to the end and win it. I
0: should just say, don't forget we've got nearly a week then because we play Tuesday and we don't play City till Sunday. So I mean, from my perspective, I'm slightly different to you, mate. In you know, i I'm not think. I'm thinking about the European games. When Kev made that comment, then I was thinking more European games. But as for Sunday, I'm 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 going to wait until tomorrow night. It's done before I even think about Sunday. I want them three points in the bank in that Champions League. You know I me. Mean? I'm selfish, Dan. I want to see us win that Champions League, and uh, we, we've got after Tuesday, we've got till Sunday to get them right again. And. Uh, Let's just go strong tomorrow and I'll worry about Sunday after the game. We, we should be able to rotate quite well for the game
1: anyway. And somebody said, "Slow start strong and then and, and we've got five subs. So, make the substitutions. Lons uh, drew away to Sevilla um, uh, in their opening game of the, the, the group. So, if we did get three points against them, that puts us in a, more or less in the driving seat for the, the group, top in the group. Uh, they're also 13th in in Liga. Um they They've won two games, drawn one and lost four uh, with a goal difference of minus five. They've only scored five goals. They've, their top scorer has only got Morgan, I can't pronounce his surname, I'm not even going to try. Um, a right winger who scored two um, and had two assists as well. Um, so, you know, there's... <laughs> it, there isn't any real threats or main threats there, Alex. Do you, oh, who, who who are you? Don't say that. Who no, 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 no. Oh, okay, because yeah, Alex gets a little bit more detail. I've done a little bit of research, but Alex is is quite good with the old stats. Who worries you then? For from the uh, Leon side,
2: um, from the long side,
1: it'll
2: it'll be the yeah. thank you. it'll be the striker who they bought um, from Montpellier last season. Elie Wahi, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, he he caught quite a lot of attention during the summer and was linked to Arsenal, uh, many other top European clubs, but ended up going to Longs, who had Champions League to offer. Um, so he he's probably going to be their main threat. Um, they had a fantastic season last season with uh, their captain, uh, Fofana, who's now gone off to Saudi Arabia. So I feel like they're a weak inside compared to last season. Um, so we should really, really be able to to uh, take advantage of that and, and, and get a win uh, tomorrow. So can I have your uh, score prediction then for tomorrow night? Yes. I'll go for another away clean sheet and I'll go for a 2-0 this time, a, a controlled, um, smooth sailing 2-0 tomorrow. Okay. Dan, um, 16 pints and what's the scoreline?
3: I don't know about the 16 points. God, I've had so many this last week. I don't know if I can take 16 points, but I'll give it a good go just for you lot. Um, I'm going to go for a tight 2-1. I think it's away from home, Champions League. It's never easy. You know, no, no matter what the form Lons are in, they're, um, they're in the Champions League. That's, you know, that's where they want to be fighting. So, it's never going to be easy.
0: Trevor? Yeah, we won't give a goal away. 3-0. Three 0 I'm, I'm I'm thinking Ramsdale might even play, but we've done that to death, so we'll leave that. But three yeah. nil for me. Yeah, I'd like Ramsdale
1: to play. I think he deserves his spot in the Champions League and at least to get a goal. And if they are going to rotate throughout the uh, the season in the league and the Champions League, then give him a shout. Let's let's see that. Um, I'm going for a clean sheet as well, and I'm going two nil. Um, we type of touched on on Sunday, and we'll briefly go and talk about Sunday because. Um, Providing we get through uh, this game tomorrow night uh, without any major injuries, which is also an important thing. City um, are without Kevin De Bruyne, without Rodri, uh, and without uh, David Silva.
2: I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll they'll definitely be without David Silva because he's retired from football. Uh, who's, who's who's the other who's the other one of
1: those? Who, who's the there's three key players. I can't remember who the third one was. I, I yeah, so
3: they, they got rid of Gundogan, obviously left in the summer. Rodriguez yeah. that's splendid and De Bruyne's um,
1: injured. But there's Middle another player, that, another key player that... the Well, any player in the Man, Man City squad is, is you know, good enough to play first team for any team. I mean, any. If, if you look at, compared
3: to their team last year to their team this year, obviously De Bruyne is, is, is a top quality player. So having him yeah. out is, is a big miss. Um, Gundogan played alongside him and and when the going got tough he's the one that stepped up for them so again another another big miss but Rodri's like the glue that holds their team together and yeah, I think you you, know, you 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 see that when they have a quality player that comes in like Phillips like Foden that will come in and and Kovacic will probably come in and maybe Nunez or you know those sort of guys very very good players but there's a reason they don't play week in week out and it's it's not because they're not quality players but they're not quite as good as those those guys you know the guys that we just mentioned that one one pass, one little moment that can just decide a game, a little, you know, a quick pass, quick yeah. thinking. That's why they're the level above. And yeah, just for me, this is the, the biggest opportunity that, that that we've had in years. And the last couple of home games, we have been close. You know, we made mistakes yeah. last year. We were unlucky the year before. I just feel like now's our time to go and do it. Go go put a statement out there and say we already we're ready, we're gonna win the title.
0: Yeah. It's got to happen. Yes, it's, it's got to happen. It's overdue, Dan, you're right. And, I, you know, I saw that City game, right? I saw, saw the City game. And I thought to myself the same as you. They're all class players, but there's no one putting the strings here. Something's missing, you know. Something was missing and I thought Rod, Rodri was missed. And I hope it's the same on Sunday. Um, but Dan's right. We, we're never going to have a better chance to show that we have actually... Got to a level where we are going to beat Manchester City because that's what you have got to do to win the league. You've got to beat Manchester City, and uh, I think in my head we are. But I said we were last season, so you know who knows. But in my head, we're good enough to beat Manchester City, and we should beat them. Uh, Alex, just before Dan comes back on the end of that, Alex first.
2: Yeah, I'll ju- I'll I'll just say this is a, the perfect chance. They're they're coming on the back of a, a loss against Wolves. They're missing their. Probably their two best players, Rodri and De Bruyne, Stones us out as well. And uh, it was probably Bernardo Silva you were referring to earlier. Um, they've got a tricky away game uh, Wednesday against Leipzig. Um, that we don't know how how that will end, but um, yeah, I, feel, I just feel this, this is the perfect opportunity and and to go and get three points, and make a statement uh, against Manchester City.
1: Okay, are we're doing score predictions, uh, Dan. On on the city game, or are we holding our?
3: Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it probably linking to the point that I was going to say is that I'm I'm quite confident that we can we can win against City. Oh my but, Lord. But, no, honestly, I, I really am this time. But what what I don't want there to be is if we do beat them, I don't want excuses from people saying, "Oh, but City of City have got all these players out missing." We went there last year. And How many players were missing from our team and and, and key players? You know, we played, we played Rob Holding. We played, played him, did we play him twice last year without? Three. Party as well? Oh, uh, without party. It, well, you could tell you bought two and a half, I think. He missed the home game because Jorginho played, he played half a game, yes, in the cup game. I can't remember, I don't think did he play in the second game, but obviously, we missed Saliba as well. We missed key, key players in big games against City and. There were no excuses for Arsenal. There wasn't, oh, we only lost because we had players out. It was, we lost because City is so good. City have got quality players who come in. I don't think they're as good as the others. But if we beat them, I don't want to make excuses because th- th- they will have Sport. more than enough to come here and play us. So I'm going to go for 3-2 on Sunday.
0: 3-2.
3: Wow.
2: Alex? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm going to be so nervous as well. Uh, but Was that the doorbell? No I'll no. go I'll go for a like a crazy one nil win late in the game.
0: Okay. What are you going for? I think we're gonna beat them two-nil. I don't think they're gonna score. We're gonna oh, beat them two nil. I hope so. I'll tell you for why, right? Because people and they don't, people don't in fairness, never underestimate how much we caught co- Saliba cost us last season getting injured. Mm. In my mind it cost us the league title quite possibly, even likely. And Saliva back against Manchester City, that one player in our defence, alongside the rest of our defence, having that other one in there, Saliva makes us a totally different proposition. And I honestly think we're going to beat City we're going to beat them by two clear goals. And I'm going to go 2-0 i I'm going to go 2-1. I just can't
1: see where we're struggling to keep clean sheets at home. But you know what? The, the biggest, most important thing and the biggest... um uh, Challenge that we've got well the point of VAR is to, to to stop those situations that I used to face when I made a decision on here got into the dressing room looked at my phone and thought oh my goodness how have I missed that that shouldn't happen now uh, the VAR's is there is that safety net but what I don't want is situations where, you know, there's some situations that could split opinions 60-40, not only in the public, for you guys, for the players, the coaches, also for the officials. And one VAR in one week will recommend a review, and in the same week, a different one won't. And I think that would create a situation where people lose faith in what it's for. And then, for the third time this season, bear in mind we're only seven games into yeah, the league. Yeah, yeah, the third time this season... Not not even counting as well last season when they apologised to us. The PGMOL released another statement. Surely, surely there has to be a point where, I don't know, government, somebody, the FA, UEFA, FIFA, get involved and say, they either have to stop VAR or they've got to be sanctions against these people and these refs. I'm just not making them play a game, a Premier League game the next weekend doesn't count because we now know they'll go out to Saudi Arabia and, and officiate for absolute fortunes. Um, I'm conscious that his
0: kebabs turn it up. I'm conscious I, that you want to go at eight o'clock. Uh, Trev, I, your opinion on it? I'd actually written down some notes on this, Fergus, because it gets my goat up. I've put a post on social media after the game, after it happened. And in the heat of the moment, I said, until it can be used properly, because it works when it's used properly, until it, it's used properly, it's got to go. And it started a massive debate. There was only one or two that got a bit abusive, but it started a massive debate. because, And they're right. They were right what they're saying. If we get rid of it now, it just pushes the corruption back where it was before. Because don't have any doubt, right? The Mike Riley game, right, against Manchester United. No referee could be that bad. So there's something going on, and and we need to make a change to it. And but VAR and it's th- this particular game, right? They've, they've said in a statement, haven't they, that. They, they thought that the goal had been given, so they said correct across the VAR waves. But then they saw that the kickoff had taken place. And once the kickoff has taken place, they can't call it back. Absolute crap. If it's a clear and plain error like that that we all saw, we, we didn't need VAR, no. did we? We could see it with the naked eye. If it's a if the game's kicked off for two seconds, you buzz the referee, you say, stop the game, stop the game, it was a goal, and nothing is lost. They've kicked the ball off, and that's it. It ain't the end of the game. Grow a pair of balls, but I'm sorry, boys. No one is ever going to tell me that these VAR officials can be that bad. They're not. The c- people can't be that bad. I could go in there on 15 pints and do a better VAR job than that bloke did in the Liverpool Tottenham game on, on on the weekend. They, they can't be that bad. I can't believe it. There's some kind of corruption. It is not competence. I'm absolutely certain it can't be competence. Really, can't be competence. It must be something else because nobody can. Nobody could be paid that much money, be full time employed, be a, be studying it all the time, and not be able to draw a line in the right place and say to the referee, "Stop the game! It was a goal." It can't be. I'm sorry, I'm not having it.
2: Well, what was it? Yeah. Ha- How what did he say? How Webb? He, he didn't want um, us to lose faith in what VAR was, uh, yeah. what the purpose was. I feel like we're we're in a in a place now where we've we're starting to lose faith in the integrity of the sport now.
1: The are, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, And yeah. We, we've always been very careful about how we said this. We've used the opportunity to compromise the game. We've used very other, other words rather than um, the direct words that Trevor was saying. You're saying, like, the, the, using the word of corruption, using the words of integrity in the game that you said, Alex. And, and Dan, your opinion on, on the debacle? And we will go to a close because you've got beer to drink. And you've I got mean... To
3: drink. Honestly, I mean, how big the game is, the amount of money in it, I don't believe for one second that there isn't anything um, monetary involved in in some element of the game. But I think Alex is spot on in terms of the integrity of the game uh, that's been compromised. And I I won't be drawing too much on the VAR. I think you guys have mentioned it. But I'll draw back to one game, um, Arsenal 2, Sheffield United 1 in the FA Cup, when we said, let's replay the game because we had a goal that we shouldn't have had a goal. And um, if there's any integrity left in the game, you know, Spurs, is your time to step up. You know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. The goal yeah. And yeah. What about the Brentford game? What
0: right. about the Brentford game for us last season? I, I,
3: agree. I agree. I mean, the, the same thing. The same thing. Um, maybe, maybe the clubs have to step in here and say, we're going to do the right thing if VAR can't.
1: I I, th- I think it's getting to a stage now, and that's this is what, where I, my opening gambit about, uh, after Howard, Howard Webb's little bit of a speech and putting up that apology. There's got to be some intervention at a higher level on the game, be it FIFA, UA, for the police, whoever it be, because it's clearly not good enough.
0: You see, the people that should be supporting us, Ferg, in, in fighting this, like the, Mike Riley, after all, he was awful and he was made head of referees, whatever they call him. And then Sky put herself a bit cheat, or there may be more to it than we know, right, about the Dean thing. The mate of all of day, mates. <laughs> all that we do know is, all that we do know is might Mike Dean, the midst cheating. And Sky put them on a pedestal every week and say, carry on. So they're not helping matters. They're not helping matters, not in the slightest. It needs to be solid at all levels. Coming back on this. And at the end of the day, if you've not got VAR and the referee makes a mistake, no matter how bad it is, you can always think in the back of your head: was it human error? Is he that bad that he's made an error? You know, you can't do that with VAR. That couldn't have been an error at the weekend. And as someone rightly put in the comments, look, there's not one of them in VAR. There's two of them in there now. Hmm. Yeah, there's human error. Made that mistake. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. By the way, I must retract some of the statements earlier and say. They're not accusations, they're just my thoughts. But I can't believe that two VAR officials watched that on the telly and got it wrong and didn't have the balls, even if even if it happened the way they said it did, didn't have the balls to one second or two seconds after the kickoff to buzz that and say stop the game and give a I go. think it did
2: happen the way the way they said it because I mean coming out with an explanation like that makes them look even more stupid and I'd love to hear the audio tapes uh, from that VAR review.
1: Yeah, and and that, that's the whole, the, whole, the whole thing, Alex, is the, the audio, yeah. the
2: audio should,
1: be, should be more live. I don't care if I'm going to hear Mike Riley panting running up and down. You know, you, you get it with all other sports, you know, rugby. They're, they're I don't playing. want to
2: hear it. I just want to hear it from that game. and I, I, I want to hear what, what he said I, after I, the, I want, the goal was disallowed. I, yeah. I want to hear it all.
0: I want to hear yeah. it all,
1: especially yeah. if I'm sitting at home. If you're paying the, the, the money that people pay for... For for the product that they get, they get to see everything in the ground. It's a completely different debate, but I, I think there's no reason why it shouldn't do. Listen, um, we have got um, a, a game away tomorrow night uh, in Lons. Um, just a word to anybody who is in Lons or travelling out to Lons: will be held back for an hour after the game, um, and that uh, there is two trains leaving Lons state, uh, Railway Station. 12:45 a.m. and 1 a.m. Yes, local time, um, and there's also coaches uh, which you need to book. Go onto the Arsenal um, website, and there are coaches as well. You need to show your match t- ticket. You need to put your membership number in. So just be careful. Uh, you might want to go to the railway station, about 15-20 minutes walk from the stadium, and you're going to be held back for at least an hour.
0: There's so trains now, is there? They they've just put
1: on special trains. It's been happening for a while. So, listen. Um, only one thing to do beforehand. Porque betaís.
0: tomorrow then boys yeah i can't wait for um seville now because our alex is coming as well it is so yeah but let's get long stuff
1: check out that irish bar let us know what's like we'll chat you in the morning dan Uh, take it easy keep safe
2: out there uh take care
1: yeah
3: i'll try all all the videos for you and let you know which one's
1: best
0: oh i'm sure you will good luck
1: up the arsenal fuck the spurs